You know how whenever there's a fight ever, both sides usually end up pretty banged up. It was an ambush slash massacre. Are you fucking pussies trying to fucking get out of this fucking war? Cool, and cool, Moses cool. gets super mad. Huh. And he's like, um, excuse me. Why did you not murder all these women? Oh, nope. Okay. R- wrong reason to be mad, Mosey. They have been building towards that, yeah, I guess. No, 100%. It's been super cash, though. It's been like, wait till we get to the promised land. Aren't people living there? Oh, yeah, you got to kill them. But wait till we get there. It's super nice. Milk and honey, blah, blah, blah. Don't eat the grapes. <laughs> Why does it hurt so bad? Why? This is an old book. Very This is like one of the old books. Yes. What makes it the book? That's not in the fucking book. Uh, chapter 34, they name the boundaries of Canaan and they name the men who are responsible for dividing up the land. There's like a crew of people that they're just like, all right, you fucking decide how big a kilometer is or whatever. <laughs> just imagine people like in their homes in Canaan and then all these strangers like come up to the city limits and they start measuring stuff <laughs> and walking around. Like imagine you just like, Wake up one morning and you go on your front porch with your cup of coffee and you're hanging out and then people are like measuring stuff and there's like bulldozers coming by and wrecking balls like, what are you guys doing? They just look at you silently and they go back to what they were doing. He's like, I should, I should not be here anymore. I should leave. This is going to end poorly for me. This is, this is a bad place for me to be right now. Um, Don't have time to figure anything out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to. Most out of here. (laughs) Still got my coffee. So. Uh, chapter 35. The Levites get towns too. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, it gets taken out of the portion of the other groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give based on how big their portion is. So like the biggest people give the biggest chunk, smallest people give smallest chunk. Um, and then one of the first cool things in the entire thing or one of the first like smart things they do, they have refuge cities. So a refuge city is a place where you go if you uh, accidentally kill somebody. And the basic idea is that you should still be punished for a death, but you shouldn't be put to death for an accident. So what you do is you go to one of these cities, um, the family of the dead cannot pursue you there, and you stay in that city until the high priest dies. Like that's your sentence. Just whenever the high priest dies, you stay there. And then when that's all said and done, you can come out and go about your life. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a bad system. No, not at all. That makes a lot of, that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm now going to read you some weirdly specific ways that people might die, which is considered oh. murder. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> if someone strikes and kills a person with a piece of iron, it must be presumed to be murder and the murderer must be executed. Or if someone strikes and kills another person with a large stone, it is murder and the murderer must be executed. The same is true if someone strikes and kills another person with a wooden weapon, it must presume to be murder and the murderer must be executed. Fantastic. That's great. Just, just so you know, metal rocks wood, murder. <laughs> But also, one of the ways I don't know, I I didn't at, at some point in this, um, they 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 list one of the accidental death possibilities as um, mm-hmm. if you're out in the woods chopping wood, and the head flies off the axe, 
and hits mm-hmm. the person behind you and kills them, which is a weirdly specific scenario that I don't think actually happens. Um, then that would be an accidental murder, but then they're also being struck with metal. So that would make it a real murder. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, I kind of want to read this part. It's not like anything important. Um, there's a wooden object in his hand that he could kill. That's the murderer shall be put to death. The avenger of blood shall be the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. If anyone with malice or forethought shoves another or throws something at him intentionally so that he dies, or if in hostility he hits him with his fists so that he dies, that person shall be put to death. The, the Avenger of Blood shall be the murderer to death when he meets him. I like the Avenger of Blood. That's, <laughs> That's such phenomenal. It's such a good phrase. Um, so that this is actually a second thing that um, I actually think is kind of not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this the, your your perception of whether or not this is cool depends entirely on how you feel about the death penalty. Right. Um, I'm put out there. I'm not a huge fan of the concept of it, but if you're going to have it, I like the way this book does it where Mm -hmm. the only person who is allowed to carry out the sentence is the next of kin of the murdered person. So that's the Avenger of blood. Yeah. So like you want it done. We're going to allow you to do it, but you do it, Mm -hmm. which I think I don't know, puts an interesting weight on the shoulder of the person that thinks that it's necessary. Well, yeah, because I mean, I mean, that makes the most sense. Honestly, if anyone does have the right to kill the person, it should be, you know, the person who, um, uh, uh, relative died. Yeah. So you get, I wonder if that person gets a choice or if there are laws where like, no, it specifically says that, um, it's a, the law is murder is met with murder. So no pity. It says, it specifically says, don't show pity. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of that part. Right. It's um, so weird, though, because, like, when I'm reading this book, where I am mentally half the time, like, it switches so much around, like, because it's, it's none of this, none of this happened. Right. I don't think, there I don't that. think any of this happened. So I have a weird separation of fiction and then how things actually work. But this book was written. So the fact that it was written, there's probably some reality within these pages. Otherwise, right. like, why does it exist? And I think that reality is like what we've talked about, where this is like people needed order. Like there needed to be anything other than mm-hmm. just death all the time. Um, and, uh, uh, people just like looking out for themselves instead of the bigger picture. So, um, in today's society, I don't think that murder should be met with murder. We have right. moved far past that as a, as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, like how else are you going to stop people from murdering? Yeah. So that makes sense. But it's such a weird place for me to be mentally of like, real life and then trying to put myself in the shoes of in real life, but long, long ago, like 3000 years ago. And also this weird fictitious part of it. Like it's just trying to find the right headspace of like, well, this makes sense here. It doesn't make sense there. It kind of makes sense here. It's just, I have found the only way to read this book and not have an aneurysm is to basically read it like a very, very bad version of game of Thrones. None of this happened. None of it's real. Mm -hmm. Therefore the typos are whatever. Right. You know, it's like, um, have you read Crime and Punishment? 
No. Okay. It's an incredibly, it's very good, but it's an incredibly long book. And um, Dostoevsky wrote it when he was writing for um, a magazine and it was, it was serialized. There was like a small portion that came out like every week or every month or whenever the magazine came out. And he was just banging it the fuck out because it's like a thousand page book. Um, and there's small mistakes where like in one scene, he says that the police station is on the second floor of this building and on, in another scene, he says it's on the fourth floor. And a lot mm-hmm. of translations leave that stuff in because it's just, that's the way he wrote it. He was writing a thousand page literary masterpiece as fast like as humanly possible. Like a page at a time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and this is nowhere near a literary masterpiece, but that's kind of how I'm viewing it. Just like, there's stupid mistakes because 18,000 people wrote this book as fast as right. I could. At- See, and I, I want to view it as that. You but part of it, part of it is that this was written for like rules. Like this was a rule book yeah. for life when people just were murdering and killing all the time because mm-hmm. like, Hey, you have that shiny thing or Hey, you have food and I want it. So stab now it's mine. Um, and so I'm trying to like also put it in the context of that where like, this is the bedrock of our society. This is how like this, I'm trying to view it as that as well. But man, does that fuck your head up? Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But I think the truth that is in this book is that it was written for purposes of like, trying to help people but also there's a lot of it is just like and then i get the money yeah no murdering murders met with murder and if that person is murdered and they have stuff the stuff goes to me cross that out church goes to the church it doesn't go to the church god gets the money so it's so weird that like because because game of thrones wasn't the rule book for society it was just fat dude who liked writing yeah but i mean it's, oh, it fucks my brain up. I, I can't keep talking about it because I'll just fall in a rabbit hole. I'm going to tell you one more thing, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be done with uh with numbers. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Cephalopod's daughters come back. Cool, cool, cool. And they're, you know, kicking it. And somebody brings up, hey, your ladies. Ladies don't get yep. to keep their names. Okay, yeah, that's true. If that's you true. I am a lady. marry outside of your tribe, mm-hmm. the tribe loses the land that you inherit from your father. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, shit, we should probably go talk to Moses about this. Mm-hmm. And Moses is like, shit, you are right. That That is true. These, so, are, these are facts that we made up, and we can't change these facts now. There's no way we could do lady, that. And you inherit land, lady. incest only. Mm. And that's the end of numbers. <laughs> what a happy ending. Now remember, you have to fuck your cousin. The end. So I wish you were here so I could hug you. Because in the future, at some point, some... Nutfuck is gonna come at us and be like, it doesn't say incest in the book, it just says tribe. And that's true. But mm-hmm. every single one of the women in that story name or I'm sorry, marry a cousin. Didn't we just read that it's bad? You should be put to death if you have sex with your brothers, mothers, uncles, cousins, friend, fathers, dog. Yeah, pretty sure. No, aunt and uncle, aunt and uncle, aunt and uncle. That's what it was. Aunt, aunt and uncle. Aunt and uncle. It, but it wasn't cousin? Nope. 
It wasn't no, mother's to, sister's to, daughter? To fuck um, a father or mother is to disrespect your father or mother. Mm, okay. And same for like aunts and uncles. But it's not disrespectful okay. to uh, to bang a cousin. Mm, okay. Because <laughs> you guys are on the same level. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. Does the well actually Bible say anything about this as far as like tribes go? Um, I can look. I, I didn't even, I, I honestly didn't even think to look because realistically it, it, it makes pretty fucking clear. Yeah. So Zephalopod's daughters did as the Lord commanded Moses. Zephalopod's daughters, Mala, Terza, Hagla. Many clan-based societies encourage marry within the clan, perhaps to strengthen clan ties and safeguard clan property. So marrying one's cousin was not unusual, but even within the clan, they considered certain relatives too close for sexual relations. That And then it references Leviticus, which is just saying no dads and no uncles. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it says right here verbatim that all these chicks, it's like I'm reading it verbatim. Yeah. Zephalahad's daughters, yeah. Mala, Terza, Hagla, Milka, and Noah married their cousins on their father's side. Yeah, that's why I said I was clans. happy you made that joke because it literally says cousins. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's it's, numbers. In, it's only going to get worse from here. I'm not sorry. I had to go through that. it. I know. <laughs> Uh, Actually, so many people had to go through this. You won't be as mad as me about it because you don't have to read all the stuff. I had to read all this shit to make sure I was actually right. Yeah, you read it and I just react to it. So you yeah, have to go like, through I had to read it. this like three times. Awesome. You had to read it more when you were a child, when you were, you know. Yeah, well, luckily I had like the kitty Bible too. So like that made parts of it easier because I was just like, yeah, and then they murdered. Yeah, they, they skip happy. all the bad stuff. Funny. They, they go to all the cool shit like. The dude sleeping next to lions, and then there's a weird it. amount of murder in the in the kitty Bible, though. Actually, it's hard to get around the murder. It is. It's 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 weird to glorify it in a kitty Bible, though. Super weird. Yeah. Super duper weird. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you gotta get those kids ready for death. You know, true. they could die it's at very any true. moment. I mean, eventually they're gonna read the book. They get you kind of gotta let them know what they're getting into. They can't be they can't be surprised. Yeah. You know, they gotta they gotta be ready. Um. Also, speaking of kitty Bibles, mm-hmm. I thought David and Goliath was going to be sooner. Um, no, we got like another book or two of the Bible to go. I think With all the stories I know, I just thought they'd be I, like say like I, yeah. I thought Noah's Ark would be longer. I kind of thought that all the stories I knew would be like back to back to back, right? Because those are the only things I know. It's just like Adam and Eve, Noah and the Ark, David and Goliath. Fucking Samson and shit, and then Jesus. Like that's all I knew. It's <laughs> just like that's, I thought that was the whole book. I knew Moses was in here for a minute. I didn't realize three straight books of Moses is what we got. Five? Well, no, because the first two didn't Access even have the biggest minute. numbers. Yeah, three. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He well, Deut- he, yeah, four. Because Deuteronomy is him too. He's dead. It's almost time to die. Uh, he gets a whole other big... book before he's dragging this, this shit out. This is jigsaw shit. I know. I know. Ugh. He Ugh. dies in the third one, but he's back in the eighth. It's like, fuck 